0: At the top of the show, you heard one of my all-time, all-time favorite rap groups. I I, mean, I was a big, big fan of those when they first came out. And this was when hip-hop first kind of reared its head into the mainstream, like music, and at the time, nobody know, knew what hip hop was. It was strictly underground. Mainstream uh, music did not know what it was, didn't want to know what it was. It was just some sort of fad that was just going to go away. But obviously, hip hop did not go away. Uh, what you heard, if you didn't know already, Run DMC Walk This Way with Aerosmith in 1986. The hip-hop group Run-DMC performed a cover of Walk This Way with Steven Tyler and Joe Perry, guesting on vocals and guitars. While working on Raising Hell, Rick Rubin pulled out Toys in the Attic, an album they freestyled over, and explained who Aerosmith were. Run-DMC had no idea who Aerosmith was. They had performed the song before, but only using the first few seconds of the song as a loop. It was the beat at the beginning of Walk This Way, and Run-DMC would rhyme over it just as a loop. And they had uh they had sung the song before using the loop of the first few seconds and never knowing or hearing the lyrics. While Joseph Simmons and Daryl McDaniels, who were run DMC, had no idea who Errol Smith were at the time, Rubin suggested remaking the song. Neither Simmons nor McDaniels liked the idea, though Jam Master J, rest in peace Jam Master J, was open to it. They didn't want the record to be released as a single, even after recording with Aerosmith, they were shocked when they played it all over the radio. I mean, this was a huge hit, huge hit back in the eighties. Uh, this this is this, Run DMC brought hip hop to the mainstream. They're, these guys are legends. I'm a huge fan of, of Run DMC. Um, if you don't know who they are, and I really hope you're not one of them who do- doesn't know who they are, pick up their greatest hits. It's just, they're an amazing hip-hop group. Um, Run, DMC covered the song. DMC called it a beautiful thing in a trailer for Guitar Hero. This version of Walk This Way charted higher on the Billboard 100 than the original version, peaking at number four, which was also one of their first big hip-hop singles in the UK, reaching uh, at number eight in the UK. So Run DMC, you heard at the top of the show, amazing, legendary group. I believe they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and these guys are just amazing. I love these guys. I can listen to their music all day long. But yeah, Run DMC, walk this way. If you haven't heard any of their stuff, pick it up, greatest hits. All right, let's get on with the show. You hear that? yet. That's pretty much what happened to my uh, files from my last podcast. That's the reason why I couldn't publish it. Yeah, <laughs> it pretty much sounded like that. Um, first, before we go on uh, and do anything, I want to apologize again. Uh, my whole podcast just got totally screwed up, and I had to redo the whole thing, and it pretty much sounded like that. So <laughs> it was just all distorted and I couldn't find files and it was just a complete mess. And there was no way this podcast was going to get published on Sunday. But uh, that, that was pretty much it. <laughs> if you would have seen how frustrated I was trying to recover all these files, uh, I'm glad this is a podcast and not like a YouTube video because you just would have just saw me like my just face just beat red and just frustrated as all as I can be frustrated. It was just, it got to the point where it was just, I give up. I just give up. It was just too much. And I just needed to step away from the microphone, step away from the laptop and go take a breather. And, you know, it was just way, way too much. But, uh, all right, on with the show, though. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk eBay. I'm your host, Johnny, with Sin City Hustlers. You can find me on Instagram under sin underscore city underscore hustlers. You can just give me a follow. Uh, we are a husband and wife selling team on eBay. And... This week, of course, if you guys know my podcast, we're going to go over my weekly sales, uh, being Q4, so it's a lot of sales. Uh, We're going to go over some eBay-related news and weird listing of the week. I do have a guest on this week. He goes by the uh, Instagram handle of Mr. Halfpino. Uh, His name is David. Really cool guy. Great to come on the show. Uh, Let's get him on right now. Let's get his story, his journey as a reseller. Let's get him on. Hello David. Hey. Is Hi. Johnny? Yeah, it's Johnny. What's up, buddy? How you doing today? I'm
1: doing good. Um, where do you is it afternoon or morning? Where do you live? I live in Florida, so it's it's afternoon. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I interviewed um another reseller a while back, Flip Flip, and he's from Florida, so he's he's a pretty cool guy.
1: Hopefully not my area.
0: <laughs> I you know what? I it's going to sound bad of me, but I don't remember exactly where he lived. No, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Probably better I, not to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's still morning here in Las Vegas. So that's, that's why I was asking because a lot of, a lot of uh, resellers that I interview, they're from all over the United States. So I always ask them if it's morning or afternoon or stuff like that. So, right. Like, it's always like most of my interviews I do in the morning over here at Pacific Standard Time. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm like, is it afternoon or is it morning over there? <laughs> yeah. Right. So, uh, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good. Good. You know, good. Out, I Go was ahead. just out in Vegas. Uh, not that long ago, at the beginning of the month I was out there. Oh, okay. Yeah. My brother lives out there in Henderson. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I work out in Henderson. Yeah. So it was nice. I, uh, we drove in, we just stayed for the night, you know, we drove in on a Friday stayed and then like the whole time i was there we we're doing things with the family i'm like driving by a marshall's and a ross i'm like oh, I need to stop there you like, no 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 <laughs> i know you can't help yourself right you can't i can't i can't help myself you know you want to you got to see there might be treasures inside there yeah know? exactly but it's like, like my your my whole mindset all. yeah your whole ahead,
0: mindset is changed when you're sourcing or, or a reseller Mm -hmm. You know, you, you pass by like a a TJ Maxx or Marshalls or Ross or something. And you're like, you don't want to go to the shop for yourself. You want to go to the source and see what kind of deals
1: they have. I know because there's like, that's money. You know, there, there might be a $20 bill on the shelf or $50 bill on the shelf. You just never know. Yeah. So Um, like your mind is always like, what kind of deal is in there and what am I missing out on? You know? (laughs) Right. Like my father-in-law was with us and he's a big garage seller. And that Saturday, we're driving to go meet my brother. He's like, hey, that community right there, they're having a garage sale. Hey, over here, hey, there's another garage sale sign. And he's <laughs> big into it, too. So, you know, we're not, I'm not the only one that does the reselling. I actually love it.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, there, the garage sale in Las Vegas is, I know there's a lot of other areas around the United States that have garage sales seasoned. Mm-hmm. And I tell the resellers, like, There is no such thing as a garage sale season here in Las Vegas because there's it's always garage sale season.
1: <laughs> really, really? Yeah. There's
0: it's every weekend if the sun's out and it's warm. There's a garage sale somewhere. Yeah, but it gets warm, warm. It's not just warm. It's hot there. <laughs> yeah, it gets really
1: hot. It's either really cold or really hot. There's no in between. Right. <laughs> I remember. I remember years ago when um, my brother first moved there, and we we flew to California to visit my my in laws, and he was like, hey. Uh, you can take my convertible and go, to go visit your brother. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. So this is before we both had kids. So I drove down there and my, my brother uh, met up with them. I said, Hey, I got the convertible. We can put the top down and go down the strip man, just see all the lights and the, you know, everything is going on. He's like, nah, bro, you don't want to do that. It's too long. <laughs> I'm like, really? No, no, the sun's going to go down, man. By about eight, nine o'clock at night. It'll be cool. He's like, no, you don't understand. You do yeah. understand when you get here. And sure enough, man, I got there and I was like, he's like, yeah, let's take the van. I'm like, yeah, let's take the van.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was the same way when I moved here. I've only been living here almost four years now. And I, I grew up in Southern California okay, where the weather is just always nice, you know? Right. And right. then coming to Las Vegas, you know, 115, 116, you know, degree weather. And, you know, you, it, even at night, and if you go down the strip at night during the middle of the summer, it's still over 100
1: degrees. Oh, yeah. I remember that. My brother's like, hey, you want a water? I always keep a, a case in the trunk. He gave me the water. It's been sitting in the car. It felt like it was almost boiling. I'm like, why are you giving me this, man? Give me a tea bag. It's so hot.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, I come to get used to it because the weather doesn't really bother me. Uh, my wife hates it to hell. So um, <laughs> she'd rather be back in Southern California. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Man, what I part of Southern
1: California. Do you live in? Uh, I grew up in Orange County. Oh, OK. Yeah right around with Disneyland area. Oh yeah. So, yeah. We were, we went to Knott's Berry farm in uh, Buena park while we were there. So yeah, not, I used
0: to go there a lot too. I was a kid. It was fun, fun, fun stuff. So, uh, first question, uh, how did you discover reselling?
1: How did I discover reselling? Well, the RA portion, my wife let me read, I think I read Glenn AKA hustler hacks is, uh, one of his, uh, it was an interview or something that he had a, you know, article about how he paid off his, you know, student loans and all that. And that's how I got into the RA portion and like, kind of like get, got me really excited about it. Now, my, my in-laws started reselling back when eBay was still in the beta form, you know, before, when it was like the wild west of eBay, when people were sending them checks, So that's, that's what got me interested because we'd go visit them and he'd say, Hey, we're going to go garage sale on Saturday. And I just, I, okay, what are we going to go find? My mom was a garage seller, but my mom would always bring back just stuff that she would sell in another garage sale the next year. Yeah. So I I didn't understand that. So the RA portion, the retail arbitrage was from Glenn, but the real hustler, the nitty gritty garage sale finds was from my father-in-law. Well, that's
0: awesome, man. That's, that's pretty cool. So it's like, you sort of knew what reselling was as a, as a kid, but you know, now you just kind of stepped it up a little with RA, right?
1: Right. Like a uh, funny story. I remember we went grad selling. This is newly married. I went with him and I didn't understand what I was getting into. He had a Ford Ranger and he goes, he was explaining to me in Southern California, all the competition about grad selling. So I understand it. He goes, he goes, you understand there's people that look for certain things. There's people look for electronics. There's people that look for jewelry. People look for uh, furniture. He goes, not only the local people, but you have people come, come from Mexico and they get, I'm like, I don't understand it. So it wasn't until we went down this cul-de-sac and I saw this, uh, this truck. It was like a little Toyota truck with this huge ladder rack and the furniture that they were stacking on top. I was like, how's this going to go? Under a overpass on the freeway, <laughs> it was so much furniture, and you can see the people that they're buying it from were just looking at them like, "Wow, this is amazing!" It's like Legos. Up, I mean, they're so high. Yeah. But um, one of the things that we did was we we pulled up to a garage sale, and there was a uh, a battery powered lawnmower, and he, my father in law knew that it was expensive because his brother in law had bought his father in law one to cut the grass he looked at me and he goes, that mower is like a $400 lawnmower and they're selling it. I'm like, well, let's go, let's go. <laughs> so we walk up there and he goes, uh, how much do you want for the lawnmower? And she goes, oh, it's already spoken for. Somebody uh, gave me some money to uh, hold it while they go get the rest. And he was kind of disappointed. He's like, oh, okay. So then we get back in the truck and then me, my inner hustler, you know, <laughs> this is before the whole half a Pino UK eBay. Yeah. I looked at him. I said, I bet you if you offer her more money than the guy's willing to give her, she'll, she'll, uh, she'll take it. She'll take the heat. He's oh I can't do that. I don't, I can't do that. That's not me. I said, watch this. So I rolled my window down. I said, ma'am, I said, uh, how much do you want for that? She's like 50 bucks. I'm like, if I give you $70 for that mower right now, will you uh, give those people their money back when they come back to get it? She's like, yeah. So, man, we we ran over there. We bungee-cored this mower to the back of his tailgate. and He had already had all kinds of stuff in his truck. <laughs> and we went around the corner and uh, and had to reconfigure his truck to get it all in so we could drive home. He's like, let's hurry up and do this because I don't want those people to see this mower. So that was my first, like, real, like, hustling, like, yeah, I got to uh, get this from people so I can resell it. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, definitely a hustle, I would say that.
1: Yeah, he sold it for good bit of money and uh, the funny thing is like a few months later i was driving i saw a churchyard sale and i saw the same mower this is in florida you know so i can went home i'm in florida i see the same mower at a churchyard sale and i pull up and i said i was just kind of like kicking it around you know looking at it and people the people that are running the yard sale came up to me and they said oh are you interested in anything i'm like "Well, oh, this mower that's a neat looking mower, you know? And they're like, yeah, we've never seen a, a battery powered motor. Before. I said, yeah, I sh- it's really neat. How much did you want for it? And they're like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, this is for a churchyard. So I'm like, well, would you take 50 bucks for it? You know, and this is before I really knew how to like get low, low prices. Well, that sounds about fair. So sure enough, I went down and, and got fifty bucks and came back. I cleaned it up because my father-in-law told me, "Hey, if you look through the dirt; you got to see." I cleaned it up and I sold it on eBay to a lady in Minnesota, and this is probably back like two thousand four, maybe, for three hundred and seventy-five bucks. Wow! So that that was an awesome flip. You I know, mean, that, that's kind of got me. You know, the inner hustler started working. Yeah, that, that was an amazing myself. flip. Yeah, yeah. So yeah.
0: So when did you decide that, Hey, this is, this is pretty lucrative. Um, maybe I should start a, like an eBay business. Did, did that hurt well,
1: like, something in you? Yeah, it, it did. Like my wife, when, especially when I read Glenn's article and I started yeah. thinking, man, this, this guy, he sold a, a, a lot of shoes, mm-hmm. you know, a lot, he paid off a lot of debt and I started thinking I, I've always liked shoes, you know, growing up playing basketball, and I always liked Nikes and Jordans and, and I remember going to Ross, my wife would drag me to Ross and, and I would look and go, Oh yeah, that's great. And I do remember finding a pair of Jordans back before we started doing this. And so I started thinking, man, this, this is, this can be lucrative. So I went and I, I went to Ross and I bought, I took my credit card I, mean, I hardly ever used my credit card. I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna buy three pairs of shoes and I'm gonna, I'm gonna see what I can do. And my wife is, she's always had an eBay account. I think our eBay store or her her account is from 2003. So that was, we had the, like the backbone of the, of the clout of eBay, so to speak. You know, we had a foundation because she yeah. would sell things um occasionally. So I remember I, I got some uh shoes and I, and then I got cold feet. I just decided, oh man, I can't do this. I just spent like $170 on three pairs of shoes that aren't even my size. (laughs) So, so I told my wife, I said, I can't, I can't do it. You need to take, I'll say, so I, I, I kind of guessed on which shoe would make some money. And I actually had some Kobe, Kobe 10 elites in the Laker colorway. They're like purple. And I took them back for some reason. I don't know why I took those, but now that I look back, I think, man, I could have sold those for at least double the money. Yeah. But I kept a pair of, they were um, Nike Air Pythons. And I thought they were cool looking. And I thought, man, I ended up selling them on Facebook Marketplace, of all things. And I only made 15 bucks. The guy, like, I met the guy in town and I went with a friend. I'm like, I'm already going on the other side of town. And I met the guy. And then the guy's like, I met him at a barbershop. And then he's, he's, he drew me down like another 10 bucks. So I only ended up making like 15 bucks on this sale and it bought me my friend lunch. So But I, I looked at him and I remember thinking I'm a sneaker reseller. Now I just sold my first pair of shoes. And ever since then, man, I knew I can make money selling shoes and, and athletic equipment. So that's, that's that really that like where the bug bit me when Yeah. I, when I sold my first pair. Yeah. Yeah. Usually that's
0: when it really hits is when, you know, you, when I started and I was listing stuff and I'm like, Oh man, you know, I wonder when I'm going to get my first sale and everything. And most of my inventory was clothes, And I had, I had one hard good, which was a PlayStation three, um, AV, uh, like, uh, hookups for the TV right. brand new in the box. And that was the first thing I sold. It wasn't the clothes, all the clothes I had listed. It was just that one hard good about for the PlayStation three. And it was new in the box. And I think I sold it for like 15 bucks or whatever, man. I mean, it was only a 15. I only made like a $10 profit on it. Right. It sparked something. I'm like, wow, someone bought it off me. I need to keep doing this.
1: Right. I it's like, these, you need to keep finding more stuff so they can buy it. Yeah. These people are buying stuff from me and they think I'm like a business or something. I'm a legit business. I'm, you know, I'm just doing it in my house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you would say Glenn, the hustler hack. say so he would probably influenced you just to keep doing. Oh it. yeah,
1: Definitely. I remember um, when I started, this is before I even got on Instagram and, and did a reseller page. I, you know, I really strayed away from social media and I remember emailing him. I watched some of his YouTube videos and I emailed him pictures of my hauls. And this is in the very beginning. I remember I watched his video and this is back, this is last year, two years. It's when he hid a pair of like Hyper Venom soccer cleats in some sheets in ross because the line was so long and uh, i remember watching that video thinking those are expensive shoes they don't let and he only paid twenty dollars for those <laughs> so i remember i went to my local ross by my house and i found like a couple pair and i was like what i can't believe i found some some hundred dollar cleats for 20 bucks and then i went to another ross and my heart dropped because in the morning and I found like five pairs of like these same, uh, hypervenom, uh, they're women's soccer cleats. There are five pairs. And I thought, Oh man, this is like, I started doing the math in my head. I'm like, this is like $600 worth of profit here. You know, I, I was thinking, I was dreaming big. Yeah.
0: Know?
1: So I'm in <laughs> line and there was a, a worker there and it was funny because she didn't have her name tag on and she was actually, she was shopping and uh, she goes, wow, you know, and I'll just talk, chit-chatting with her. And she goes, yeah, you know, can you believe people come in here? And I said, th- she goes, I think they buy our stuff and they sell it at a store or a, like they have a boutique somewhere. And I'm sitting there with a cart full, of, like I got like six pairs of cleats and, and another pair of shoes or something. And I'm <laughs> like, really, who would do such a thing like that? You know? <laughs> yeah. And then even the guy at the cash register is like, wow, you got a lot of soccer cleats there. And, you know, and then I'm starting, oh, man, are they going to ask me questions? What am I doing with yeah. these? I was like, yeah, my daughter's friends play soccer. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I didn't know what to say. Yeah. I think uh, I was listening
0: to Pure Hustle uh, podcast, and they were, uh, and Orlando gets approached all the time because he does R O A like Target and, you know, Walmart and stuff. And he gets approached by employees and customers and like wow that's a lot of stuff you must have a big family you know so right, right. De- he said it depends on who it is and who's asking if right you know i'll de- i'll straight up tell them i'm a reseller and if, you know a lot of people will like scratch their heads and say what's a reseller and or right, a lot of times right. i'll just say yeah i do have a
1: big family you know it's it's christmas gifts you know something like that yeah or a lot of times it got to the point where they thought every time I buy cleats or something I'm like, Oh, are you like a coach? <laughs> and I, you know, and I really, I just, I, sometimes I just, like you said, it just depends on who it is, but my local Ross in Burlington, they know what's up now. I'm in my, my Ross. I have a Ross that's like five minutes away. So I go there just about every day and they all know me that I know them by name. Uh, it's funny though one of the managers, his name's Charles. And uh he goes, you didn't find anything today. I'm like, no, I didn't, I didn't find anything. He goes, well, we'll keep bringing it in. I said, yeah. And then it was just funny because I had gone in there and, oh, and that's what he said to me. He goes, your secret is safe with me. Like he, <laughs> like, I'm like, Oh, it's not really much of a secret anymore to you guys. But <laughs> right? So I I pulled him outside and I said, uh, Hey, guess what? He's like, what's that? He goes, I, I'm like, I bought a tent from here like a five-man tent from here uh like a couple weeks ago he goes oh yeah i remember those he goes yeah i sold it in the parking lot for like i can't i think i made like 80 bucks off of it i i yeah i'd sold it for like 150 bucks and he's like no nah, i <laughs> yeah, man." he goes and they could just came in here I'm like well people don't know
0: <laughs> right
1: it was a it's, local sale so yeah
0: yeah i think most people who were not resellers just don't think that way you know they don't think to go into a ross or a marshall's or something to get something fairly dirt cheap they just rather either search online for it and buy it or Mm -hmm. find someone who has that product and just pay for it you know they really don't want to do the the research or or really look around and go store to store to find a deal
1: and and i i think a lot of people think like the discount stores you're buying because like back in the day Burlington used to be the the store of like, and you still find like things that are irregular. You know, I remember when I was a kid, my mom would take me in there and I'd see irregular tags and one shirt sleeve would be way longer than the other, you know, thing. <laughs> so people, I think still have that, the idea that things in Ross and Marshall's and TJ Maxx and Burlington, they're either returned items from stores, which they might could be, or. Or they're irregular and they're, there's something wrong with them. No. Yeah, you know, I remember uh, some kids. You know, I was in the shoe section and some kids. You know, there's some like some older pair of Lebrons, and the one boy goes, "Hey, these are your Lebrons," and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I got these Lebrons." And this is like right when school was starting. And then for some reason, the kid started laughing. He's like, "Your mom got your Lebrons at Ross." <laughs> And, and then he goes, no, she didn't. And they start arguing about where his mom got the LeBron. She got him at Foot Locker. I got the receipt. I'm thinking, what does it matter? Right. You got some LeBrons. There's still LeBrons. I mean, if your mom, <laughs> Yeah, your mom bought them at Ross. She got a good deal on him. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I wish she would have bought the LeBrons from me. Right. But, hey. <laughs> um, do you have a, a eBay store? or? Yes, it's a half, half a Pinot Uke. Okay. So... Yeah, I have that. It's on my Instagram. I think there's a link or something like that on. So there, is most
0: of your inventory just shoes, or do you sell like you know jerseys and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, we started with shoes, and then we've branched out. Like my wife, she she runs like the Poshmark. Um We saw when we saw on Poshmark, she so there's a lot of like her um, consignment shop finds and thrift store finds. She'll put on Poshmark, but she we also cross post. So we have a lot of, uh, it's a mix now. So we have a lot of shoes. We have, um, athletic gear, um, jerseys, and then you'll come across like a lady's dress, okay. you know, some high end cl- heels. So it's a mix now. Um, some hard goods, you know, I, you got to diversify. Um, that was my next
0: question. Do, do you feel that, you know, resellers should branch out to other platforms Uh, I know there's a lot of resellers that maybe just mainly stick to eBay or just do Amazon FBA. You know, do do you think it's, how should I word it? I don't say I want to say it's necessary uh, to branch out to
1: other platforms to get those sales. Uh, I, I would say in the beginning, I don't think it'd be necessary. I think you should, I know a lot of people do say, don't put all your eggs in one basket, but I think if you're first just starting out, you should just focus on one one platform, whether it be eBay or local sales, or you know, a lot of times it's Facebook Marketplace, Offer Up, Let Go, Poshmark. It just depends. I think you should start off small. You know, don't don't branch out and like end up like burning out because, like, I remember one time, like in the beginning when we started branching off to Poshmark or um, some of the other shoe reseller sites, that I forgot to delete. You know, delete it from the other site, and then I'm gonna f- then it would, it go like two weeks. And then I happen to look through, start going. I'm like, Oh, we sold those shoes, man. It's a good thing that they didn't sell on this platform because then we wouldn't have them. So, yeah, I, I think you start small and then grow as you grow. And as your business grows, you know, slowly start, you know, maybe putting a few items here and there. Like we're still not, you know, I'm not full-time. I might look full-time on social media. Uh, but And maybe people think that our store, we have a pretty, I would say it's a large store. I mean, just for me, I mean, I don't have thousands of items, but I still work a full time job. My wife still works, you know, she has a business that she runs and then we both do the reselling on the side. So we're growing and we're like, I think we're just now starting to cross post a Mercari. So as we're, as our store is growing, as we're starting to, we have the time, you know, I think a big key when it comes to this thing of reselling and, and life in general is balance, you know, we need to balance our, you know, there's times where like, I feel like I got to take a step back and, you know, take a vacation or take a week off of focusing just so I can hit the reset button because, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to neglect my family because I I'm hustling to go find a pair of Kobe's. Yeah. You know, I'm afraid that another reseller is going to go get right. So no, I totally understand. I'm, I'm probably in the
0: same boat as you are. I work, a full time job. I do eBay part time. I just started cross posting onto uh, Poshmark. So, you know, it, a lot of my week is just like you, probably too, David. Uh, you know, my week is filled, you know. Right. And you got to try to schedule time for your family, you know. Sure. You know, because if not, it, it kind of gets lost in the mix, I think. And, you right. know, it kind of, you know, it's going to hurt a little bit. And so, you know, what I do is just try to schedule everything and try to stick to that schedule. And I, I understand you're not maybe going to stick to it like to the T, you know. Right. You know, you're going to skip some days and you know? there's going to be days Before where you... life gets in the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, there's going to be days where
1: you're supposed to source, but, you know, something happens, you know. I know that, like, my kids every once in a while, they joke, is dad going to go to Ross? You know, like, you know, they they laugh You know, we'll go out to eat or we'll go, we'll have to run a Walmart or something and we'll, we'll swing by, you know, cause, and, or, but then I get my kids involved. Like my son, he loves it. You know, he's, he's a little, you know, he's 10, but when, like last year, when he was a little bit shorter, he could see like underneath the shelves and stuff. <laughs> and I remember him now he he's, he gets excited sometimes. Like he brought, uh, he'll bring some shoes to me as I'm looking up another pair. Uh, are these good shoes? I'm like, well, put them in the buggy, and we'll look them up. And then and sometimes they are good. Sometimes yeah. they do sell. And then and then something will sell. And he'll see me packing it up, and he'll go, hey, I found that, didn't I? I'm like, yeah, you did. He goes, do I get a cut? <laughs> like, he wants some commission. He's you know, already I'm hustling. Like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm training am I'm like, we found some, like, goalie gloves that that were real high end and paid, like, five bucks for them. And he's like, oh, when these sell, I got to get at least $20. he's <laughs> And how your son? He's 10. Oh, okay. He's Ten. I so, say, yeah, he's he's excited. My daughter, you know, they, they love it. You know, they'll go in and they, find, they try to find things for themselves. You know, it's a discount store. So I, if they find something they like and I, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, you know, they're doing good in school and doing their chores and stuff, I'll, I'll get it for them. Yeah. You know, that's what this money's for. You know, I'm not, I don't, I'm not getting rich off of eBay by any means. That's why I have a full-time job. I would love to get to that point. But it's extra money. You know, I got a PayPal debit card that, you know, pays for a lot of stuff that I don't have to go and put the extra hours in at my full-time job that like I used to, Yeah. because and I laugh people at work, they know what I do and I'll laugh at them uh, and I'll look, I'm like, Oh, so just sold. <laughs> I made it. Oh, look, I, you know, and they don't know, but I, my gross profit, I'm like, Oh, I just made $130 right there what you did what yeah I sold a pair of Kobe's you know you know yeah.
0: they don't know <laughs> yeah I have co-workers too I have another co-worker uh, that he resells not with eBay but he, mm-hmm. he resells on like Facebook marketplace and Craigslist and stuff like that and, right you know he, and we kind of share story you know swap stories you know oh look I sold this jersey for like a hundred bucks and yeah uh, he sold a a, a sander uh black and decker sander for like you know Twenty five dollars or whatever that he found for like a couple bucks at a thrift store. Yeah, you know, so <laughs>
1: it's always nice. I'm just now starting to get into electronics. I'm, I'm trying to diversify in that. Uh, that's a little scary to me because, like, you know, I, I go, I've gone to good one, bought VCRs to use at the house for you know old VCR tapes that we got, and then you come, and the heads are dirty, or it's or it doesn't work, and so I'm like, ah, yeah. So I'm, I'm afraid to spend the money on electronics, but i know people that do you know i just picked up a uh a, a sony it's like 400 mega cd holder and if that thing works i plugged it in at goodwill and if that thing works you know i i think the the recent soldier like up in the 200s nice and i paid and i paid 10 bucks for it so i'm really hoping that pans out yeah, if not
0: that's really it's good. 10
1: bucks you know
0: um yeah. you kind of touched on it uh a minute ago uh my next question is what are you what is your goals as far as uh reselling do you want to go full-time or you just kind of want to earn some extra side money
1: well with i would love to get my wife full-time in it um my with my job if i work you know keep this job i'll get a pension so and with that you know insurance those are that's a big thing so I would love if I could make enough money to where I I wouldn't have to work. That'd be great. You know, Work doing reselling, obviously. But my our goal is to get my wife full time to do this. I mean, I couldn't do what I do without my wife. She's a big part in the reselling um, when it comes to our team. You know, I'll find a lot of the athletic shoes, you know, and, you know, just like yourself, you know, you go and you start looking for things you get an eye for things that, you know, is going to sell and you might not necessarily have to look it up right then and there, but you know, certain things, whether it be hard goods, clothing, jerseys, you know, they're going to sell. So my goal is to get my wife full time. She's always been a entrepreneur. She has a, right now she has a house cleaning business Okay, and she's, she's, she's scaling that back where she was working five days a week. Now she still makes a good bit of money doing that, but she only does, does that uh, twice a week now. So now she can focus on the reselling and listing. And uh, she takes pictures of the things she finds, like, obviously she can, if she finds some clothes, she knows, she knows how to list that and take pictures of, to make it look stylish. And she measures everything. And, but, um, but then I take pictures of like the shoes and the jerseys because it's funny because like I got busy and she took pictures of shoes and then it's funny, they sold I mean, it was great. They sold. But I, I looked at her pictures and I thought, oh, I wouldn't have did them like that. <laughs> goes, yeah, but, but they sold, though. I'm like, yeah, yeah you're right. They sold. You know, I have personal preferences. She has, but, but, yeah, our main goal is to get her full time. Uh That'd be the great thing. Well, that's awesome. And you just
0: want to kind of because of your uh, your full time job, you just kind of want to make a little aside
1: money or. Yeah. I mean, granted, I want her to get rich off of this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's side money really. You know, it, it'll cause it helps pay, pay the bills. You know, my wife, like her Poshmark, um, pays certain bills that we have and, and, you know, just different things, you know, it's always good to have money in the savings, uh, you know, saving money. And I know that this has helped us financially for sure. It's like working a part-time job for the both of us to be able to put back, to be able to pay off things, to pay off, be able to, uh, you know, take vacations. I know in 2016, I worked my butt off uh, working doubles at my job and, you know, squirreling away money to go on vacation in California again. And we did like a two-week road trip of the state. You know, we went from, we flew into San Diego, and then we basically drove for the two weeks we ended up in Yosemite, we went to San Francisco and drove back. So, but that was all paid for by like my back, you know, sweating and working doubles, yeah. you know, but now this past vacation, Hey man, eBay paid for it. Yeah. It was great. You know, PayPal, I got a PayPal card. Uh what, what are we going to eat? Okay. I'm going to pull that PayPal card out and just swipe yeah. it, you know? So it's that's a, good, a great thing. It's a good feeling, isn't it?
0: Oh, it is. It is great. You know. <laughs> You're not just like, you know, breaking your back,
1: you know you know, nine to five and just to earn a little bit more extra money. Right. And it, t- it took a while for us to get smart with our money too at like that. I and mean, when I was in my twenties, we made, you know, first married, we, we made some stupid decisions with money and got bad debt and stuff. And now we're at the point where we're like, man, I got good credit. I feel good about that. I'll keep my score high. You
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean.
1: You know, and having, having no debt and, and being paid for it is just a great feeling to have that freedom that e-commerce businesses gives you the opportunity to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And there's a lot of, I mean, just like you, I mean, there's people who influence me and, you know, I, to me, I can't thank these resellers enough. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, there's how I discovered reselling, you know, you know, was YouTube basically. And, you know, and they helped me along the way. And, you know, I, I, wish I can I just go up to them and, and shake their hand or whatever and say, thank you. Oh yeah. You know, basically, you know, these people changed my life, you know? Yeah, definitely. Because now I'm not working from paycheck to paycheck. You know, I have some money to spend. My capital is not that great, but it's, sure. it's getting there.
1: Yeah. I know that like, when I, we first started, it was kind of as nervous because, you know, I started using a credit card as working capital and once something sold, you know, I may, you know, of course, and I still would have to work overtime here and there just to make sure, Hey, I don't want to pay any interest on this stuff. And then eventually it would sell. But it, I mean, I'm so thankful that I can go, I could stop sourcing right now and just sell off everything I have. And, and all my inventory that we have is paid for. So that's the great thing. Yeah. So, um, but you, you said it, you can't thank the reselling community enough because you learn. I learn every day. You know, I go on Instagram and I see other people, what they find and what their, um, you know, their uh, encouraging words that they put out there. And uh, I know that when uh, Glenn came to Orlando, I wasn't able to go to their meetup when he filmed his Out Hustled. And uh, I went down there and I met up with him and uh, Ken, the Hustle bee, and Carlos, Relentless Reseller. And we all, I wasn't able to go to the meetup, but I said, Hey, I want to thank you guys. And I want to, uh, I'm buy y'all lunch. So I was able to buy them lunch and stuff. So,
0: yeah, I did the same thing when they did the meetup here in Las Vegas. I met, I met, Car- met Lowe's and Glenn and, and Ken and I, I shook their hand. I was like, thank you guys. Yeah. It was like, Oh yeah.
1: You're an like, influence. Yeah, yeah, no
0: problem. These guys are just so down to earth. They're just amazing guys. And yeah. we forget like, we... you guys. Yeah. it's I, I thanked them and, and it was like, you guys changed my life, literally. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, you're welcome. You know, I'm just glad I can, you know, they're, they're down there, they're just glad I can help, you know, some guys. Oh, yeah, out. definitely. Influence. Re-
1: you know, regular people, you know, just regular people doing, you know, they're trying to su- uh, support their families and what they do. And, you know, it's a great it's a great feeling that, you know, the reselling community is, 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 is pretty close knit. Yeah. Other than the fact the ones that lowball everybody. I can't. stand <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Yeah. Um, how can people find you on social media? Uh, uh, on Instagram, it's, uh, half a Mr. Half a Pino. That's my handle on Instagram. So I'm half Filipino. So any, I'm half, uh, Mr. Half a Pino. any other, uh, uh, social media like Twitter or Facebook or anything? No, I don't do anything else. I, I pretty stay quiet on it. My wife's got her own personal stuff, but I think my wife is, uh, at lady half a Pino. Okay. And, She's the brain. She's smart. I got a good one there. Nice. <laughs> um,
0: what is your, uh, your daily routine as far as uh, reselling? What is your schedule as far as reselling? I mean, do you get up in the morning and first thing you do is go to Ross or.
1: take the No, to school I, or? I guess the good thing about my job is I work a night shift. So that right there working midnight shift is hard enough. But what I do is um, like during the school year, um, I work, I get off at seven, I come home most days. I take the kids to school and then I come home and then I go to sleep, you know, obviously take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> I get it cleaned up. Uh, then I, I, t- I sleep while everybody's, my wife's off, my kids are off. So that the morning, early afternoons when I sleep and then usually when I wake up, hopefully I wake up to sales and then I Right then, you know, whatever sales come in from that that day or the day before, the night before, I'll start shipping. Um, And then, like, there's a post office close by my kid's school. So I usually go there first and uh, drop packages off and then pick my kids up. And then usually from there, I go to Ross. And then if if I I really don't rarely, i be honest with you, the Ross by my house has produced thousands of dollars for me i don't know why you know not all rosses are equal there's rosses around i think there's like a total of seven or eight in my town mm-hmm. and i've made the circuit you know you you go to all the ross marshall's tj Maxx, burlington's around town and i've did that on my day off and i'd always oh i already went to mine yesterday and i wouldn't find Harley anything but then i'd hit up the one by my house and there i'd find like a bunch of stuff. And I'm thinking, why did I waste my time going across town when I could just came here? So, yeah. So I usually go to Ross and then, um, you know, from then on, you know, here and there if we go out for dinner or something. I, we usually hit up a Marshall's or something. So but it's not, it. I try, I say, I go almost every day to Ross except for the weekends. Yeah. And then it's very rare. Like once a month, my, my Nike outlet is probably about 45 minutes away. And every few months I'll go hit up the Nike outlet and see if I can find anything there. But that's pretty much my daily routine. And then I go to work again at night and start over the next day. That's awesome, man.
0: Uh, I usually ask that of resellers on my interviews and what their uh, routine is because um, my podcast is kind of based around uh, new resellers and I'm sure they have a lot of questions about, you know, how how they, when they're supposed to source, how they're supposed to source, you know. Right. I have a family, I work full time, you know, so right. me interviewing resellers like yourself, you know, gives them an idea, you know, maybe I can do this. Maybe, you know, oh, yeah. if Mr. Happino can do it, you know, I can do it too, you know? Right. So that's usually why I asked that question. Uh, my last question to you, David, is um, to uh, staying on the topic of new resellers. What advice would you
1: give a new reseller? Patience, be patient. I mean, if you find something good, don't, don't sell it right away. Don't undercut. You know, I think you, you should be patient on And some there's, you got to think we're selling to the world. You know, I know with us, we, we, in the beginning, we didn't do global shipping and we only, you know, we're limited our the U S market, but then we opened up global shipping and I've shipped to multiple countries. So we have the world buying our things our stuff so and you gotta think six billion people in the world you know that have access to the ones that have access to internet you know yeah they they're they're all potential customers so be patient when it comes to your sales don't race to the bottom like some people say but uh, yeah. yeah that's i think patience and balance of the two the two key things for new resellers no that's that's really good advice i actually agree with that It'd be patient
0: that's one thing about reselling is You got to have patience. If if you don't have patience, you won't, you won't last long. Yeah. And, and, and pace yourself.
1: I think, you know, you people, if you you don't pace yourself, you'll get burned out. You'll go into a lot of debt, you know, uh, not everything you see on social media is like, you know, everybody that puts social media out there, you think, Oh man, they're doing so good. But you know, half the stuff that I take pictures of, I don't buy. I just put it out there like and I'll. Cool Ross finds, you know yeah, but you know I, you know you can't you can't compare yourself to other people you have to run your own race right you know I, I can't do what other resellers have the, you know in their um, in their in their area they might have better things or more opportunities like you said out there in Vegas it's garage sale season all the time yeah you know i don't I don't have that you know it rains a lot in Florida so it'll you know are you one Saturday, I might think, oh, I'm going to go garage selling. And then it rains and then there's no garage sale. So, yeah.
0: But yep. yeah, hey, I totally agree. Uh, David, uh, thank you very much for being on. I appreciate it. You're a great guest.
1: Uh, no, I appreciate the opportunity. I mean, when you, when you messaged me and said, Hey, you want to be on a podcast, I looked at my wife and was like, What? He wants <laughs> to interview me? I'm nobody. <laughs> No, no. Uh, uh, this is a great opportunity i appreciate it
0: all you guys what all do? you guys i interviewed interview, you guys are amazing you know you guys are entrepreneurs you guys you know just took the bull by the horns and, and decided to run your own business and just like i did and i just want to maybe right. you know influence maybe at least one person out there who's maybe i've said this before on my podcast is who's sitting on the fence who's not really sure if they want to do this and hopefully listening to my podcast or listening to to your interview or, or other people's uh, interviews and get influence and say, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do it because you know why? Cause they can do
1: it. And you know, I can do it. Right. I mean, yeah. I think capitalism, I mean, is is one of the greatest things because you can make something out of nothing or almost nothing, you know, uh, it's just amazing what, you know, if you've just, if you just decide, Hey, get up all like you said, get off the couch and just have a garage sale. Get some of the stuff out of your house, yeah. you know, purge some stuff, make some extra money, right. you know, it's, it's always good to not, I guess reselling really is not for lazy people. No, it's not. You know, <laughs> it's not, it's not for lazy people. And, and I, and I also think, you know, if, if you're a new reseller, eventually, you know, you, if you're lazy, it's not going to work for you. And then I always kind of tell myself when, uh, when I get upset at like the people that lowball. Thing And it's like, I, I was talking to another reseller locally and he says, he goes, the one thing you can't, you can't fight against on reselling is the five finger discount. <laughs> if there's, I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, you think about it. People that steal, he goes, if they you no know, they can afford to to put it on eBay for 40 bucks when we're trying to sell it for 80 and $90. Cause they probably, it could have been stolen. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, man. I didn't think about that, but I think if people, you know, they end up burning out, And then they are not going to resell no more. Yeah. And then
0: I know there's a lot of resellers that try it and then find out it's not what they want to do. And then they stop reselling. But, you know, I think you need to have a passion for it. I have a passion for it. And definitely, you definitely have a passion for it. And when you have that passion, you make it work. Yeah. I love
1: finding good deals. I hate paying full price. Me too. (laughs) I'm the same way. (laughs) I think all the resellers have that same mindset. Like like, yeah, I can't, I, I don't know the last time I've gone to the mall and I'm, but I will go to the mall and, you know, we'll walk around and I'll, I'll go to all the shoe stores and just see what's out there and what the prices are and see what, what other people are. I'm like, wow, man, that shoe is 150 bucks. I, I seen that at Ross and still, <laughs> you know, Burlington.
0: Yeah. Yeah. definitely. Well, David, thank you very much for being on. I appreciate it. Uh, we will definitely
1: going to have well, to get you, you on again, get uh, caught up with your journey thanks johnny i appreciate the opportunity and you just keep hustling out there in the sin city yeah you too <laughs> there in florida keep hustling all right thank you again all right i don't thanks, know how David. to end this call <laughs> <laughs> have a good one all right talk to you later all Bye right. bye.
0: Don't you just love that sound every time you hear it, it makes me happy uh let's go over my weekly sales um weekly sales are good of course q4 um again uh, i'm just gonna go over the highlights of some of these sales they're like the really good flips and then anything that i find interesting to talk about one of these flips i'll talk about but i'm not gonna go through all of them because it's just way too many and a lot of them are just kind of just a sale or something i just wanted to get rid of or it wasn't very interesting so uh first up is a uh, Lularoe. I haven't not sold Lularoe in a while, and I know Lularoe was hot for a while as far as far as eBay sales. You know anything Lularoe, you know you found you put up on eBay and it sold. Um, I do have a couple more Lularoe tops um, left, but uh, uh, I sell I sell them sell them anymore. Um, if I find them, um, I consider getting it because. Now it depends on the style and if it's nice or if I think it's going to sell. So I got to really research Lularoe, uh now because it just doesn't sell like it used to. But uh, I finally got rid of a Lululemon top, a multicolored floral uh, top. And it's just it's a normal top. It had slits on the side, which it made it interesting. But I had it up for a few months. And it finally, I think I had it up for 29 bucks and i took a best offer of 20 because i just wanted to get rid of it and i think i found these at the it was either the savers bins or the goodwill bins, one of the bins and uh it sold for 20 bucks so finally got rid of it um i'm looking at my skew and everything i put in my my skew i put the what bin it's in and a lot of times i can tell how long it's been sitting in my bin and this one's been sitting for a while, <laughs> so I uh, finally got rid of it, and it's off to its new home. Uh, this one was kind of interesting. I found it at Savers. It was only a few, like three bucks. Uh, green and yellow uh, South African men's uh, yellow long sleeve polo. It's like a rugby shirt, and the shirt itself belonged to a rugby team. And I cannot, for the life of me, can't think of the team right now. I'm not into rugby. But I looked at the comps and the comps, I uh, first looked at the listings. There was only a few listings for these uh, rugby shirts. So I went ahead and got it, paid a few bucks for it. Uh, of course, I always have a 20% coupon or 20% off as far as rewards. So only maybe paid a couple bucks for it and I flipped it for 25, had it up for maybe a month. Yeah, about a month. And it sold uh, pretty cool looking rugby shirt and I've sold rugby shirts before. Uh, I've sold a, gosh, I can't even remember now. I want to say Ralph Lauren rugby shirt before, and they sell pretty well. Um, they're not going to sell really fast, but they'll they'll sell. Um, just uh, they has uh, you can tell it's a uh, rugby shirt because it has a little padding on the shoulders and stuff like that. So if you know rugby, they don't wear any type of Real padding or an equipment like like American football. So it sold for 25 bucks, so it's off to its new home. Uh this one here I only had maybe up for like a couple of weeks and it sold pretty fast. And it was kind of interesting because the player, it's an NFL jersey, uh Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh it's a reebok replica jersey. And the player is Mike Allstott. And he played a long time for the Buccaneers and I yeah he doesn't play anymore and I had it up for like thirty four dollars somewhere around there and I ran a sale in my store and it dropped it down to like 29.74 and that's exactly what I got for it I already had a couple of watchers on it and looking up comps initially before I bought it uh, they were selling pretty well so I'm assuming Mike Allstar is still a popular uh, player for the Buccaneers so the jersey was in pretty good shape wasn't the best of shape you could tell it was fading a little bit on the print uh the numbers were fading just a little bit a little bit of cracking and i did list that in the uh in the listing i put it in the description that it was a little worn is how i put it but uh right away i started getting watchers as soon as i li- it went active as soon as i listed it and uh sure enough i think like a couple weeks from listing it, I, it sold at 29 bucks, And I think I only paid 8 bucks for the shirt, for the jersey. You know, so maybe $6 altogether with a discount. So it sold for 29 bucks, A fairly good flip. Um, I knew it was going to sell, but I didn't think it was going to sell that quick. So um, Everything I talk about here, I'll put on my Instagram. Like I said, in the beginning of the show. And you can see the jersey I sold. Um, next up is a pair of Vince Camuto, uh, women's burgundy, like a chunky heel type of shoe, size seven and a half. And I picked these up at the Goodwill Sa- or Goodwill Savers, God, uh, Goodwill Bins. <laughs> and of course, if y'all know my show, most of my stuff I pick up at the Goodwill Bins and it's less than a dollar, uh, pretty good looking heels. Um, took about a couple months to sell. Uh, immediately, immediately from making the listing active, I already had a couple of watchers, and then they were watching them for like a long time. I guess they were waiting for me to run a sale or something. And I'm not really sure, but uh, upon selling them, I, I had like up to three watchers and had them up for twenty nine ninety nine, exactly what I got twenty nine ninety nine from them, and shut them off to its new home. So uh, last thing, I just, I found them in the bin. I found one shoe. And of course, if you if you guys go to the bins, and you find one shoe that you like, but you can't find the other. Basically that's what happened. It took me, at, I think like at one, two, they had three rows of shoes. So I had to like rummage through all these shoes to find the other one. And uh, so it took a minute for it to find the other pair. So it it paid off though it paid off in the end thirty bucks paid less than a dollar of course uh, next up uh, lucky brand jeans uh, sold for twenty bucks uh, let's see I think it was the best offer for twenty dollars I think I had it for twenty four ninety nine and took a best offer of twenty and it's a lucky brand sweet dream women's distressed is our um, what was different about these lucky brands usually there's a zip fly these were button fly. And really nice looking pair, uh, lucky brand. I'm, su- I'm really surprised they didn't sell a lot quicker than they did, but I got I got rid of them to 20 bucks, so not bad. Up next, uh, another pair of Vince Camuto. Uh, these are a pair of black wedge sandals uh, with the ankle strap. Uh, 7M. I always forget what the M there's different meanings for the M. Um, pretty cool looking heel. Uh, sold it for $34.99. Got it at the Goodwill Bins for less than a dollar. Uh, again, found one shoe, couldn't find the other, and finally found the other pair. It didn't take me that long as the other Vince Komodos, but uh, these uh, these paid off too $34.99. Uh, it makes me happy to know that <laughs> if I listed at a certain price and someone pays that price instead of offering a, a best offer. So $34.99 and I shipped them off. And I think one of them gave me a good feedback on one of them. I think it was, I think it was these I just talked about, the black wedges. They gave me a good feedback. Um, next up is Men's Northcrest Plaid Long Sleeve Shirt. Now get the size on this. And I, I put it listing as big and tall because this was a ginormous shirt. The shirt was humongous. Uh, pretty good looking plaid shirt is an extra, extra, extra large, uh, 3X large, very big. And again, I'm surprised it didn't sell a lot faster. And here's the thing with this shirt. The reason why I, I brought it up is it's one of my first listings. Now, if you look at the photographs from this one, from my newer items that I put on there, I didn't have a mannequin. I didn't have a background really, didn't have a lighting kit and you could tell. The photo's not that bad, but it's not one of my best photos, and I sold it for $16.99, and I shipped it off to its new home, and uh, it sold, uh, it, it tells you in the listing when you sold it via pr- uh, promoted listings, and this one sold the promoted listing, so $16.99 shopped, uh, shipped it off to its new home. It very big shirt. I had to have my wife, you know, fold it for me because it was just too big for me to fold. I was, like, struggling with it. And you guys know, if you, especially guys, guys suck at folding clothes. So I'm glad my wife is here to help me with that. And uh, just put it in some, you know, tissue paper and stick it in a poly. And then shipped out. I think it's delivered already. Yeah, it's been delivered. Uh, Next up is a very cool-looking Chelsea Violet purple uh long sleeve lace dress size medium uh purple long sleeve and it's lace very nice looking dress found it at the goodwill bins had it up for 24.99 took a best offer of 20 very cool looking dress and shipped it off to its new home and it was only listed for like a couple months i think it was looking at my skew my bin number says three b3 so i'm thinking it's a couple months at least maybe three and uh, immediately had immediately had watchers as soon as I, I listed the item and it took a long time for somebody to make an offer, but finally got rid of it and it's off to its new home. Uh, next up is another LuLaRoe. This one was a blue lace, uh, kind of like a high-low open front cardigan, and that's how I listed the the Lularoe because it wasn't really, I'm trying to think. It's not really a sweater, because it's a it's a almost like a cover up, but it's it's all lace, and it's a open front, three quarter sleeve, and again, it's one of these things where I thought it was going to sell a lot quicker than I initially thought, because it's Lulu Row, and it sat for a while, I had a couple of watchers, and finally someone bought it for 24.99, and I believe this was the goodwill bin, fine and i don't have a skew on there maybe i forgot to put it on there but yeah i 24.99 and it's off to its new home uh next up is an interesting one because uh the seller only has two feedbacks which made me worry again and if you guys know about the last podcast about my guitar hero and you know me thinking it is being scammed out of a guitar hero guitar update on that by the way ebay closed that case um, because the buyer did not ship it out on time and uh, you know i offer free returns so i paid for the shipping label so all they had to do is is print up the label and send the guitar heel guitar back and they didn't do it they didn't leave a bad feedback they didn't leave a a positive feedback or anything so my my conclusion of that that guitar heel guitar is I got I was trying to get uh get scammed out of 50 bucks but uh, I think they thought twice about it and tried not to pull that so it, it, the outcome was good for me because I didn't have to give back 50 bucks and I don't cheat people I don't lie on my listings I'm very honest any flaw or anything on, on a piece of clothing or electronics or anything I put it in my listing I try not to, to dupe or try to fool the buyer into buying something. Um, I'm, I'm just not that way. I I don't do that to buyers because if you want this business to work, you have to be honest with everything you list. Uh, try not to say that something was working when it's not really working, but, um, Sorry, I just got a text. This is really distracting. I should really put my phone away when I do this. <laughs> and, um, so basically I just, I just list every flaw that's in it. If it, if it's, if there's too many flaws in an item, I just don't list it. It just goes in my death pile. And you should see my death pile. It's just ridiculous right now. But, uh, that, this next one is, uh, United States Olympic Committee, uh, navy blue long sleeve track jacket and i found this at savers and it was only a few bucks and i was uh i think i listed for 29.99 i took a best offer of 25 and the message the buyer kept messaging me and she only had or yeah i think it was a a girl only had two feedbacks which made me worry. she was like can you tell me anything about the jacket you know where it came from and i'm like um Uh, no, I have no idea what the story is with this jacket because it made me think a lot of buyers out there think when people sell stuff on eBay, it's just people trying to get rid of stuff, you know, and there's some sort of story behind it. And a lot of, I would say a majority of eBay buyers have no idea that people like us who resell for a living sell and have bulks and bulks and bins and bins of clothing that we try to sell for a profit. And I, I mean, I'm i trying to get into the buyer's mind where people like that just think, oh, they're just people on eBay are just trying to get rid of stuff on eBay to sell. And there's got to be some sort of story behind what they're selling. So she asked me, she's like, what's the story behind this this United States uh, Olympic jacket, because it had the Olympic rings, and it says USA on it, on the front, and the tag says US, or or United States Olympic Committee, so (laughs) I didn't know what to tell her, I was just like, well, there is no story, um, you know, you want to say, you know what, this is just something I found at Savers for really cheap, and I'm just trying to make a profit, you know, but you don't want to say that, you just like, um, what do you do? Do you lie? Do you tell the truth? Do you tell me you're a reseller? Or you just <laughs> or you just make up something. So what did I do? I made up something. <laughs> I didn't have the patience or the time to go and say, "Yeah, I resell for a living and I buy stuff dirt cheap and sell it for a profit." Because more than likely, if I said that, she wasn't going to buy it, you know. She might have still bought it, but um, I just wrote, um, no idea. There's no story behind this. Uh, someone gave it to me, so I decided to sell it. <laughs> That's basically what I said. And she writes back, and she messaged back. She's oh, okay. I-, I just wanted to know if there was a backstory to this or something, why you have this jacket, because... Um this is a gift for my boyfriend and he's going to love it and I'll just wanted to give him a cool story about why how I bought it. I'm like I'm thinking I don't know what to tell you. I just I found it at Savers and now I'm flipping it for a profit. <laughs> but I mean tell me what you guys think. Do you guys think I should have told the truth? Or should I just I I did anyway. I I basically lied to her. It's like that was given to me. So I decided to sell it cuz I don't want it (laughs) what would you do in that situation I don't know I don't know I just I just I didn't have the heart to tell her that I'm a reseller because I'll just the fear of of the basically the fear that she was just going to be you know not buying the item that's basically what it was It just oh okay you're a reseller I'm not buying it you know you're just trying to you know make money off of us you know but you know people have been doing it for centuries so tell me what you guys think I I think I did the right thing I mean I don't mean to lie but I don't have the patience or the time to, to explain someone what I do for a living so I just said I don't have no idea what there is no backstory to this I had someone gave it to me and I <laughs> just sold it <laughs> so tell me what you guys think what do you guys think of buyers in a general minds, mindset do you think they just A bunch of people who are just getting rid of their stuff from the garage and put it up on eBay. That's what I think. But uh, let me know. DM me on my Instagram. And let me know and I'll read it on air. Um, Next up. uh, Here's it's one of my Stussy shirts. The next one. It's a mint Stussy uh, white short sleeve t-shirt. It has a Stussy design on the front and the back. And I could not get the stains out of it. This, one, this is the only one out of the lot I found a while back that had a lot of stains. I didn't want to just throw it in the death pile because it's Stucy. And I know I could do something with it. So I go, I went ahead and, and listed the Stucy. And instead of just a fixed price, I, I auctioned it. Now, you resellers out there, I don't know if you guys do the same thing. But I was hoping to get at least a few bucks out of it. You know, auction it off. And then just... You know send it to the buyer and well that's what i did I, I i auctioned it i rarely do auctions and as soon as i i made the listing active i've already had i had one bid i'm like oh cool it's, you know i got six days for this auction so it's probably gonna go up 12 you know 10 bucks or something hopefully more so few days go around I basically forgot about the auction listing because I usually don't like I said I don't auction so I forgot about it so the last 24 hours I go wait a minute I have something on auction I'm gonna look at it and It still had one bid I, I started the I started the auction off at 99 cents and that's exactly what it sold for 99 cents so luckily I remembered to change the shipping to uh, uh set of free returns and free shipping I, I charged shipping for any auction. So don't forget if you, if you auction something, um, don't forget to charge shipping. Um, because, because of this right here, I, I probably made like a dollar 50 out of the whole thing. Uh, cause it cost a few bucks or yeah, a couple bucks to ship, but I sold it for 99 cents. So plus 399 shipping, but here's, here's the positive outcome of that is that I got a positive feedback on it. Just quick shipping. That's most of my positive feedback is quick shipping. Um, Because I have free returns and I'm a top rated seller. So I have one day handling time and free returns. And usually I can ship all my stuff out within a day because of my schedule. But it it was a good outcome. It had a positive feedback, which I like. Um, Let's see what else. And that's pretty much it for my sales um there is quite a few more but i'm not going to go through them because it's just just gonna make this podcast go longer than it should but uh, that's pretty much for my sales of the week um let's go on to some ebay news It is time for some eBay news. This news article comes from a website called IndieWire.com. And those of you who collect Funko toys probably already know this, but it came be a little bit of a surprise for me, but uh, Golden Girls Cereal. <laughs> if you guys know what I'm talking about, you guys probably have a couple boxes already. Golden Girls Cereal is fetching insanely high prices on eBay, uh, thanks to Funko. Uh, Funko made the cereal and, um, there are blue loops with, um, come with the Funko Pops, which are, which they wrote, which are part of the balanced breakfast. Um, the article comes from, uh, again, IndieWire, um, the article goes on nearly three decades after its original run ended. The Golden Girls continues to show signs of life. No further look, no further than eBay that the latest, for the latest proof as a limited edition blue breakfast cereal made in honor of the sitcom is fetching high prices on, on eBay, up to a hundred dollars per box. Uh, first launched in stores as a target exclusive September 30th at seven 99, the breakfast treat came with collectible Funko pops. that have added to the cereals value. Uh, there's a quote from CEO Brian Moriotti Mariotti. Mariotti I'm not really surprised. A few years back, we did a Golden Girls pop figures and action figures too, and they did insanely well. So we knew that doing the cereal, our upcoming Pez makes a ton of sense. While the cereal is a fruity flavor, but the key thing here is the color of the cereal, he added. We have additional Golden Girls cereal planned. We wanted to lead off with the blue box, but you can expect to see white and pink colors in the next two editions with new figures each so each cereal is going to come with a new figure or box of cereal is going to come with a new figure i'm i'm assuming a new golden girls pop funko pop is going to be in the cereal you know when we get, you guys were um, older i don't know if they still do this because i don't eat cereal that much anymore but they used to come with like toys inside of them just like you know uh cracker jacks they had little you know stickers or whatever in them um, you get a, a box of cereal and inside the cereal would be some sort of toy. They don't do that anymore. At least I, as far as I know, they don't do that anymore. But uh, I think this is where Funko is is, is going with this it's sort of a retro thing where you buy the cereal because there's a toy inside and not only just a toy, it's a Funko toy. And Golden Girls, which was on the air decades ago, uh still very popular i think it's on hulu now or something like that very funny show um but uh they're gonna come out with new boxes new pops and they're very collectible right now and i look did look it up on ebay and it is going to be expensive if you want to buy one if you, if you didn't buy one when they first came out they're, they're going to be expensive if you're going to buy them on ebay they're going for close to a hundred dollars I see some for 50, 60, $70. I see some for like over a hundred dollars. Very collectible. If you're, I guess if you're a huge Golden Girls fan or just a huge Funko Pop fan, and you just want the cereal box and whatever's inside the cereal box, um, they're not saying which character Funko Pop is in the box, but I guess you know we'll find out. But it's a small article. It's gaining a little bit of buzz. How uh, they were flying off the Target shelf. Um, you go in there and you look for them, they're gone. Their shelves were empty, you know, seven ninety nine for a box of cereal, which is insane anyway. Uh, but it's just not, it's not the cereal that's making people buy these things. It's what's inside the cereal, which is a Funko Pop, which is very collectible. Um, going back to months ago where I found at Savers, a Funko Pop, which was the Swedish chef from the Muppets, you guys remember the Swedish Chef? You know, uh come to find out when I researched it, the Funko Pop, and this and this f- this pop was just laying on the shelf randomly. It was by like random like glassware or something like that. So I, I picked it up and they wanted like $14.99, which was insane for savers. You know, you can buy a Funko Pop for like eight, nine bucks now. And I looked at it and I go, yeah, I'm curious, I'm gonna look up the, the comps on it. So it was a Swedish chef. Looked it up and the Swedish chef happened to be a vaulted character for Funko, which means it's a retired character. It's very collectible. They were going for well over a hundred dollars. Well over a hundred dollars. I, I see some for like one twenty-five, one fifty, you know all the way down from like $50 all the way up to $150 for a Funko pop, which is vaulted, but they call it a vaulted uh, character. So I bought it. I say it took three weeks when I woke up the next day and found the Swedish chef had sold for 125. Cause that's what I listed. I listed it high thinking, okay, I, you know, my best, you know, I'll take a best offer. So makes me a decent offer. I'm going to go ahead and take it, you know, I paid $14.99 with 20% off, so I think I paid like 12 bucks for it, somewhere around there. I'm not good at math. But I sold it for $125, and the box had damage. There was a bent, uh, The back of the box, it was bent in, and I listed that on eBay and listed that the box had some damage and took a picture of it. Someone bought it. $125, didn't negotiate didn't make an offer, anything, $125 Funko Pop, Swedish Chef. I was like, whoa, I showed my wife, I was like, what, are you crazy? I'm like, yeah, he just bought it. So I carefully wrapped it and put it in a box and make sure it didn't get any da- more damage than it was and shipped it off to its uh, new home. Uh, really didn't get a, a positive feedback on it, really didn't get anything on it, which is good too. And, you know, you just never know. You never know with these Funkos. There, I mean, there's so many Funko uh, pop characters out there. There's there's these sub-Funko characters out there. You know, they're always coming out with a new character. But there's some that get vaulted and don't get made again. Those are the ones that they get collected. You know, those are the ones that people want. And I just happened to randomly find this one, not knowing how much was, it was going for. Because a, a lot of them don't go for very much. If, you, if you're a, a Funko fan, you guys know a lot of them don't go very much unless you're a, a real fan of whatever Funko figure has come out, like a Deadpool or Batman or something. But yeah, Swedish Chef, 125 bucks I sold. Uh, you can probably see them on one of my later uh, Instagram feeds uh, of the Swedish Chef, but they sold. And uh, that's that's what these Golden Girl cereals things. I think they're going to be collectible. Now, I don't know if the prices are gonna stay that high and it is Q4 so they people might be buying them you know whatever price people are setting them at but I'm, I'm not gonna pay, pay hundred dollars for Golden Girl cereal you know it's just you know, you know the, the show was funny I thought the show was funny but I, it's not enough for me to, to collect the characters but yep if you're looking uh, look it up on eBay look up Golden Girl cereal. You'll find all these listings of a blue box. I'll put it on my Instagram, a screenshot of it. Blue box, of Golden Girl Cereal. And that's pretty much for eBay news. Uh, not really much going on with eBay news. There's a lot of other things going on, though I'm going to save that for another episode. But uh, Golden Girl Cereal, pretty hot right now on, on eBay. All right, that's pretty much it. Uh, let's go on to uh, Weird Listing of the Week. It is time for a weird listing of the week. This week is not as weird as everybody thinks. It is weird, but it's pretty well known. If you're a reseller on eBay, you know about these things and you probably picked up a few of them thinking you're going to make, you know, a killing on these. But uh, let's talk about the Disney Black Diamond VHS tapes. Everybody knows about them. Everybody tried to get them, even I have some, and thinking like, wow, look, look at how much these things are selling for, and I'm like, I'm going to make a killing, but upon research, and upon, as you know, as resellers out there, looking up comps, it's pretty much a hoax, and this week, uh, I'm going to give you some, some tidbits on it, and I came across an article uh, on the Balance SMB, uh, it's a hoax. Is the title Disney Black Diamond eBay prices are bogus and we all know that but it's amazing how many tapes are out there and how many people are, are setting those prices like it seven thousand eight thousand nine thousand um, you'll see a screenshot of the one I found there was a lot I think of eight or something like that of Black Diamond VHS Disney for twenty five thousand dollars <laughs> um, the rumor floating around out there about the value of Disney's Black Diamond VHS tapes. The internet has helped spread and perpetuate this rumor. But it is just that, a rumor. And any completed listings on eBay comps for Disney Black Diamond VHS with sale prices in the thousands are a hoax. The rumor started back in May of 2016 when Tech Times uh, erroneously reported that sales were in the thousands for one VHS tape. The problem is that the author of the article made some observations about the VHS tapes on eBay, but he didn't understand how eBay worked. Now, you got to listen to this part of the article. Um, the person who wrote about the VHS tapes being rare and, and, and they're worth thousands. Uh, the rumors and the urban myths get started when journalists don't do their homework. eBay can loosely compare to the real estate market. Anyone can put a million dollar price on their home. Put a for sale sign on the yard but it doesn't mean the buyer is going to be is going to pay for that price very rare the way to determine a realistic selling price on ebay or what the market will bear is the same as real estate look at completed listings or completed sales look at historical data that shows what a buyer has paid in the past known as comps and we all know what comps is active listings don't show what the buyer will pay only what the seller is asking, which are two very different things. And we all know that we're all sellers. We know we go to the thrift stores or whatever, savers, goodwill, you know, whatever we're going. And what do we do when we find something that you think is going to sell? We look at completed listings, right? Comps. We look at comps. And the article goes on, the listing, uh, the author referred to were active listings and not completed and sold listings, and which means... You could put these VHS tapes up for thousands of dollars if you want to. You can, like the article said, you can put it for a million dollars. But doesn't mean anybody's going to pay a million dollars. Now, there was another rumor floating around, and Pure Hustle Podcast kind of touched on it a little bit when they were talking about it. Uh, VHS tape, the rumor was saying that it's basically money laundering for organized crime. So what they were doing is putting thousands of dollars, uh, listing these tapes for thousands of dollars and people would pay it, people in quotations, uh, which is laundering the money. And that's one of the rumors that's floating around. Uh, The listings were in the $1,000 price tag uh, were not actually sold. And I researched it myself, of course, and the active listings are in the thousands, but if you look at completed and sold listings, the most expensive one I seen was like a lot of like four for like $39. So, $1,000 compared to actual completed listings of thousands of dollars. You hear that? This is ruining my podcast news, people. I have my window open and I can't believe I always forget to close the window. Uh, to avoid confusion and unnecessary hype, the author would specific uh, specify that in an article that these VHS tapes had not been sold. So you know, you can put up a black diamond tape, but put it in the thousands if you want, but it's not going to sell for in the thousands. I got caught up in the hype. I looked at the listings and everything. When I first started eBay, I'm like, Oh, look at these. And they're worth in the thousands. You know, my mom has a whole shelf full of black diamond VHS tapes, but basically they're worth, they're worth nothing. They're not worth anything, unless you sell them in a huge lot or something like that. And you sell them for like a hundred bucks or whatever, but someone might buy them or make a best offer. But yeah, the, the black diamond VHS Disney tapes, it's a hoax. Don't get them. <laughs> Don't list them on eBay unless you're actually trying to make a, a small little profit off of it. But, uh, that's pretty much it for my weird listing of the week. Uh, I want to thank, uh, Mr. Half Pino eight, uh, david aka mr half for being on he was an awesome gra- uh, guest a great guest i'm uh, gonna have him back on soon catch up with him with his story his journey and i want to thank everybody out there who listens to this podcast who supports the podcast i appreciate it you know uh, if you're on anchor give it a clap uh favorite the show uh whatever platform you're, you're uh listening to the podcast Please, please leave me a a feedback, good or bad. It's okay. I can take it. But thank you very much guys for listening. And I will see you guys next week. And I hope your sales are good. Hope your sales are up and keep on hustling.